Hi, I'm Rob, and this is another episode of Rewind and Review. As always, I'm joined by the one who dances with the devil in the pale moonlight, the one who rubs other men's rhubarb, my Rewind and Review co-host, Jason. <laughs> I feel really uncomfortable. <laughs> I just... Um, hi, um, and joining us once again is super producer Mike, hi, pressing Mike. buttons and making us sound good, all while rolling his <laughs> eyes and folding his arms. Just like he's doing right now. Yeah, there he is. Now, we promised that May would feature some comic book movie properties, um, and we're certainly keeping that promise with today's episode. That's right, but first we should tell um, our new listeners what we're all about. Rewind and Review is the podcast where we have a look at an existing property from the past, delve into its legacy, discuss how it held up over time, and even give our own personal experiences. Did we watch it as a kid or sometime later in our lives? That's right. Uh, this movie celebrates its 30th anniversary this year in 2019 and has seen many renditions of the same character, both before and after the release of this movie. Um, also, FYI, this is our 30th ep- episode. Hooray! Oh. So it's a real special one. We made it. We <laughs> we made it. <laughs> I can't believe we made 30. Amazing. Let's strap up in the Batwing, belt up in the Batmobile, and blast our way back to the year 1989. We have to go back! Go back, Sam! What year is it? Are you telling me you built a time machine? The year 1989, the year dead poets made us cry, Indiana Jones went on his last crusade, Mm -hmm. Ariel lost her voice, both Ghostbusters and Lethal Weapons had round two, and Rick Moranis shrunk his kids. That's right. That's the dream. Yes, it was a big year, um, but that's not what we're talking about today. Today, we are reviewing Tim Burton's Batman. That's right. Now, Tim Burton's Batman wasn't the first time we had seen The Dark Knight on screen. Uh, Prior to this, we saw Adam West portray the character in the 1966 Batman television series and its subsequent film adaption in the same year. Mm -hmm. These properties, along with other comic book adaptations of the time, such as the Superman film series, um, they had a noticeable campiness to them, um, which at the time was widely acclaimed. People loved it. I mean... I don't know why. Yeah, they did well. However, um, Tim Burton's rendition took the character on a more darker grittier path, uh, moving away from the camp comic book qualities of its predecessors. You know, he brought his flavour, he brought, like, gothic tones, and... To Gotham City. Yeah, that's it. But, um, yeah, just a darker Batman, and we were all shocked. Well, not me, I wasn't born yet, but everyone else was shocked. (laughs) Was I born? Yeah, I was born. Excellent. So, this film begins with with Gotham City in its bicentennial year, with the Mayor Borg, played by a dude... Never heard of him, named Lee Wallace. Um, he's basically ordering the district attorney, Harvey Dent, played by Billy D. Williams, um, and police commissioner Gordon, played by Pat Hengel, of course, um, to crack down on crime. Meanwhile, reporter Alexander Knox, who's played by Robert Wool, and photojournalist Vicky Vale, played by Kim Bassinger, um, begin to investigate rumours of a vigilante named Batman, who is targeting the city's criminals. Batman is, of course, the alter ego of uh, billionaire Bruce Wayne, played by Michael Keaton, Mm. Mr. Mum himself, (laughs) or Beetlejuice, (laughs) Um, who is on a mission to clear the streets after witnessing the murder of his parents as a child, and with the help of trusted butler Alfred, played by Michael Go, or Gal. Go, I say. Go? Mm. I'm just going to go with it. Go with Um, it. Gordon and Dent begin putting pressure on Gotham City's mob, led by mob boss Carl Grisham, played by Jack Palance, and his second-in-charge sociopathic criminal and chemist Jack Napier, of course, played by scene-stealing Jack Nicholson. That's right. Um, Carl discovers that Jack is having an affair with his wife and so sets him up uh, in a police raid with corrupt officer Eckhart. Um, which result in, it results in Jack falling into a vat of chemicals, eventually emerging as the Joker, who is disfigured with chalk white skin, green hair, and a permanent... Have you ever heard this word before? Rictus grin. What does rictus mean? Like permanent? Very... It's just like... Is it a, a muscle spasm? Like, yeah. Yes, yeah. Oh. yeah. See? We're teaching the people stuff. Yeah, there you Vocabulary go. building. <laughs> 
Uh, from there, the Joker takes over the mob, hatches a plan to kill Gotham citizens with a gas that kills them from laughing, and Batman makes it his mission to put an end to the scheme. Yeah. And for good measure, there's also a love interest arc between Vicky and Bruce. And also a little, and also bit, a little bit of Alex. Yeah, a little yeah. bit of Knox as well. <laughs> you seen this movie before, Jace? I mean, I have. Okay. Um, if you know me, the superheroes, I'm all about it. Batman's mm. up there, as, of course, as... You know, a favourite. Um, in terms of uh, Batman movies, um, obviously I was born after after this film yeah. uh, when I came of an appropriate age to be watching Batman movies. Um, this was not the first one I saw. The first Batman movie I saw was Batman Forever, the right. Val Kilmer one. Yeah. Um, Joel Schumacher, all that sort of stuff. And then the rest is a blur. I'm not sure what order I watched the rest in, mm. whether it was inappropriately returns or yeah. this Batman film or Batman and Robin. I remember seeing Batman and Robin at the movies and I think I'd seen... Really? At the cinemas, yeah. I, was, wow. I mean, I was only eight years old at the yeah. time, so my parents were cruel enough to take me. Yeah. Now, nah, look, as a kid, I enjoyed them all. This one, amongst the rest of the Batman films, together I see them all as one big mm. thing and, you know, I'm a big Batman fan. I've got all these Batmobiles. I got I had Batman toys as a kid. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think my initial Batman, like I said, was Batman Forever. So right. that Batmobile and, and, you know, the villains and the comic book sort of styles of, of the cartooniness, that yeah. was me growing up. And then later, of course, as we all got, we got, you know, the Nolan trilogies and stuff. And yeah. Things really changed. And then you sort of, I went back and I read more of what, you know, Batman actually is, what yeah. he should be. And, yeah, but big fan, big fan. Cool. I... Thought that I'd seen this movie. Oh my god, on, Robert! And it was on the list. This is another bloody one. Um, but it turned out that the movie that I had seen was the next one. The Batman Returns. Batman Returns with the Penguin as yeah. the villain, right? I thought this movie... I was expecting to see the Penguin. <laughs> like, where's Danny DeVito? And then it all started and then Jack Nicholson appeared on the credits. So I was like... Hang oh, on. so look, I knew this movie existed. I've seen heaps of snippets of Jack Nicholson's yeah. bits, but I, I didn't realize this movie that we were reviewing was that one. I thought we were That's reviewing. Crazy. I thought we were reviewing the ones with Penguin, and so then I watched it, and I was pleasantly surprised. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, um, so that's that's it. But yeah, my uh, my Batman career, career, yeah, your Batman career yeah. um, started. How many years have you been Batman? Yeah, <laughs> all of them, ever since birth. Um, so hang out with the with the, the cow, yeah. yeah, yeah, just in a real gruff voice. It's only just changing now. So I saw Batman Returns, and then I saw all of them on release. Like, all right, as they came out, like a normal person would, yeah. of course. Yes. That's right. Now, for some reason, I think <laughs> I thought that the Jack Nicholson one, this one, <laughs> was like was one of decades the before the one with the penguin. In it. Like, just because Jack Nicholson's so old. And he, and he looks quite young in this. Oh, you thought it was... I thought it was, like, ages ago. Oh, 89 was ages ago. No, mate, I was alive. Yeah, no, ages ago. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, so that's my uh, my personal experience. None. Zero. <laughs> but I've seen it now, and let's talk about it. This movie, it cost $35 million to make, and it made... This is ridiculous. Um, 400... 400? Yeah, $411.3 million. And then... That's, in, that's box office. Like, and that's... Then, they're impressive numbers for today's yeah. box office. Really? You know, like, not the billion-dollar movies that we see, but, I mean, you know, for a decent film upon release mm. and then getting studios to go, oh, yeah, let's make a sequel. That's... 400 is enough. That's right. And then it made an extra $150 million in video releases, which is ridiculous. Like, as in, a to for a total... Yeah. What's that total of? $560 million for 1989. It's amazing. Good on It was initially... Criticised for being too dark. Boy, did they not see what was coming. Even though it got a bit campier with the Schumachers. Mm -hmm. As soon as, obviously, Nolan came around. Whoa! Yeah, you that's... want dark? There we go. No worries. Because they, they had all like the um, like the atmospheric feel of Burton's Go um, Gotham. Like, just dark and gritty and disgusting. Yeah. And then it had also just the gritty tale of the well, origin stuff I as mean, well. not, what Nolan was doing was like a, a grounded sort of crime... Yeah. sort of story with, like, yeah. the superhero element thrown in. But, like, what Burton brought with this was a different type of dark. You know, like I mentioned, you know, yeah. the gothic tones. Like, I mean, take Batman Returns. It's, like, leather. Yeah. Leather Catwoman. And, and green, bloody penguin. Like, it's gross. Yeah, it's, 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 it is it's, gross. A, it's a level up. <laughs> so, critical rating. So, initially panned 
Although Keating and Nicholson's performance were both generally praised by critics. Some critics uh, reckon that Tim Burton cared more about the Joker than Batman, which is interesting. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 70% um, out of 71 reviews um, with, which, with an average rating of 6.56 out of 10. Metacritic give it 66 out of 100 out of 17 critics. So a huge, huge pull to pull from. Um, and Cinema Score gives it a, a rating of A out of an 8F scale. Nutty. <laughs> so that's generally not bad. Modest. Um, uh, the movie did win a few awards. Um, it won the Academy Award for Best Art Direction. Well deserved. That's not a question. That's a statement. I mean, like, even back then, a comic book movie won an Academy Award. I think that is, is noted. Um, Jack Nicholson was nominated for um, a Golden Globe. Yep. Um, the movie was nominated for five Saturn Awards, Best Fantasy Film Supporting Actor for Nicholson and uh, Bassinger, uh, Makeup and Costume Design. Yep. Um, the movie was nominated for six BAFTA awards. Production design, visual effects, costume design, makeup, sound, and actor in a supporting role, which is, of course, again, Nicholson. Yep. Um, it also appeared in five of the American Film Institute top 100 yep. lists. Oh, apparently there were sequels. So from a franchise point of view, there were three sequels. We had um, Batman Returns, which was with um, Keaton returning and Tim Burton returning. That was in 1992. Then we had Batman Forever with Val Kilmer um, in 1995. And then Batman and Robin with uh, George Clooney in 1997. Joel Schumacher directed the last two and Tim Burton returned for the first. There you go. That's pretty That's interesting. It. That last one was the one with um, Schwarzenegger in it, right? It was, yeah. as um, Freeze. Mr. Freeze. Uh, and Poisey Eye. So Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman. they had some good A-listers. A- I mean, yes. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. Of course, um, Batman Forever, we had Two-Face, which was Tommy Lee Jones, and yeah. the Riddler, which was uh, Jim Carrey. If I'm going to say which one of my favourite is, by the way, like, I know we were reviewing a movie. Yeah, yeah. But no, of course. I would, I would say Batman Forever, by the way, is my favourite out of all of them. For me, Batman Forever is a nostalgic trip for me because of you know it being my first. Mm. Um, it's my favourite Batmobile. It's, um, despite the bat nipples, you know, like, the costumes and suits, like oh, I like what they were doing. You know, like, what's you get, on screen there? You get Alicia Silverstone thrown in there. Well, that's like... Batman and Robin. Oh, is it? Yeah, it is. It... Yeah. It's Batman oh, Batman. right. I yeah. know, oh, but they meet her in that. No, 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 they, no, no they don't. No, they don't. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But um, who? Oh, um, Drew Barrymore's in that. Yeah, she she's is, the, um, one of the assistants of Two Face. Yeah, the good one. The good one. The good one. The cute one. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But as, as as in terms of these four movies, um, Batman Returns is my favorite. Yeah, out of them all. Cool. Anyway, um, but yes, apparently it has appeared in comic books. Did you know that? So, ba- as in the, ba- the <laughs> yeah. character Batman. If we're just going to breeze over it quickly, uh, it's existed since 1939. Um, so it debuted in Detective Comics, which I believe is DC Comics. Is that correct? Uh, well done, mate. Hey, <laughs> in, uh, in edition at 27, um, and the character was created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger. You know, he had a red car in that first. No, I did not know that. It looks like that. Oh, it looks like the one you've got there. <laughs> Very cool. Characters appeared in animated movies. Like I haven't listed all of them, but if you want to go back to the 60s, it was The Adventures of Batman and Batman with Robin, the Boy Wonder. Ever heard of that? Yes. That was that was, <laughs> that was animated series that ran between 68 and 77. Super Friends, which ran between 73 and 86. Good year. My birth year. Very good. Um, what, 73? Ah, <laughs> oh, that's so old. I can't go here. Anyway, The New Adventures of Batman uh, is another one in 1977. And Batman, the animated series in 1992. Which uh, is a good one. I <laughs> haven't seen any of them, so I, and there's many more. I, out of all of those, I mean, a lot of them have gotten a bit dated. But um, if you're going to check out any animated Batman, it's got to be anim- the animated series. Right. The 90s series. You've got Mark Hamill as... The Joker, which well, was when he started it, right? Then he's just kind of reprised that role forever. Oh, yeah, he pops up every now and then in like other things. But, um, and all that. Was yeah. he, was he in Joker? I think, yeah, yeah, I think he did reprise for that. Anyway. I could be wrong. Cool, cool, cool. Um, but this film, you know, like, it began a trend, um, I guess, of the darker-toned superhero movies. You know, like, before this, you know, we mentioned that you had the, super, the Superman films. Mm. Um, and although we did get that shift backwards when you went, reverted to the campiness with Forevers and, and Batman and Robin... But there was, like, I guess, a level of realism that this movie brought, mm. which sort of cemented superheroes and comic book characters in the in the real world, and it sort of proved yeah. that you can you can make a uh, big budget motion picture with comic book characters mm. and it be 
something real, you know? Like, yeah. adults can enjoy it on a level, you know, more than just, oh, it's comic book characters. Oh, they're just, you mm. know, biffing on and fighting, you know? There's a bit more, a bit more to it. Yeah. It's not quite there, I guess, with, you no. know, where we would get to eventually come... It's like the bridge between the Superman movies and then kind of modern day comic books. Yeah, it, it was a step forward before I stepped back. Superman was still a bit campy, um, even as a live action. It was still yeah, it would probably t- it'd take another decade, I'd say, before yeah. things really kicked on and... We'll get to that a lot later in All right. Well, episode. Let's jump, let's jump in and pull this bad boy apart. So we're talking about it. Main character, Bruce Batman. Bruce the Wayne Played by Batman. Michael Keaton. Interesting thing about this movie is, although it is the, one of the first live actions, really, like definitely in the, since the 60s, really, was it? Yeah, anyway. Yeah, like there were some um, serials, there was... Yeah. yeah, of course. The Adam West one is the main big one that yeah, people would go the to. the campy one. This it does it, what's not an origin story. You would ex- I was assuming it was going to be an origin story. So when you see the two couple at the start, who are really just being harassed, and then Batman appears, I thought that was going to be Batman and his parents. Well, I mean, I guess I think uh, what Bruce Wayne and his parents. I think that's what they were intending on doing, sort of tricking the audience uh, in that first moment. You know, right. you're watching it and you are expecting to see. Oh, well, you know, well like, played, Burton. Although they do me. call they do call that kid a different name, and you know, it's like Bruce's well. The kid's dad, sorry, is you know being a bit of a dick. Yes, so I wrote that down <laughs> in my notes. Was that wow, Bruce's dad's an like, idiot. Mr. Wayne is a dick. Yeah. Write that down. I, I scratch did. it, scratch it out. <laughs> it was just very, um, very much like, yeah, that's that can't be his dad. But it is, it is interesting. This being the first film, like the first movie in a, a franchise. And I mean, they probably weren't talking franchise and stuff. But you had the Superman movies. You know, you had three sequels after that and a spin-off with Supergirl. Like, yeah. They knew that they could do sequels eventually. You think they would have started with the origins of Batman, but they yeah. don't. I mean, they address it and they hint at it, and they sort of well, it ties into the narrative with Jack Napier yeah, as like, well. So, like, it's more of a in this movie you get the origins of you get the origins of the Joker, but not so much yeah. Batman. But you do unravel a few things with the Bruce Wayne character. Mm. You do find out about his parents. You just don't see it on screen. Yeah. You see him like sort of laying down the rows in the alley. Yeah. But you don't see how he becomes Batman. No, there's no... But can I say, his performance, and, you know, say if we're going to talk action, fighting, that kind of jazz, just with his performance, he doesn't have a huge amount of energy about him, and he doesn't. he's not really a skilled combatant. Like it's not portrayed that way. He's yeah. like he's very secretive and he's very stealth, but he's not really that good a fighter. Yeah, it's so like, I guess it's like leaning... it's like this character they're playing it as yeah, like you said, like sort of in the darkness, yeah. the stealthiness, the not so much the ninja. That was more like the ninja style was the Nolan sort of movie. You well, know, my... he's he's lurking in the shadows and he'll sort of strategically ping off, you know, bad yeah. guys and stuff without them sort of knowing. Yeah, and. But I mean, you get him. You get him sort of doing hand-to-hand combat at the end with the Joker. But even then, it, it's pretty. It's, it's like a bar. Kind of... It's like a bar brawl. Yeah. Like it's, it's just, just it's sort of fifty cuts. each other through things. Question: Was he always <laughs> trained by Ra's al Ghul? I guess I'm not familiar with sort of what was happening in the comics at this time. I know sort of what's happening in the comics, sort of since maybe possibly post then. Right. If the Ra's al Ghul element to like his training and you know him in the League of Shadows, if that was brought in later, I'm not 100 percent sure. Okay. Um. They choose to to admit it, yeah. But I guess if you have that prior knowledge and you bring it to it, you can easily just well, roll it in there. It. Yeah. You can accept yeah. it. All you know is that this thing happened to his parents. Yeah, still, in fact, it still impacts him because he keeps on visiting the same place That's and putting it. roses. The down. Bruce Wayne character is borderline like psychotic in some moments. You know, he's sort of tampering mm-hmm. over the edge. He's a bit quirky. He's a bit weird. He says things. He sometimes he's just talking to himself. Yeah, or to others, sort of just like. Like, he's sort of in his own world. There is, um, like, a room for interpretation for how and why he is Batman. And then you mm. sort of just fill in the gaps of where that yeah. sort of came. But, yeah, it's interesting that we just don't get that this is Bruce Wayne becoming Batman. It's yeah. like, he is Batman, and then we're sort of coming at it, I guess, maybe from Vicky Vale's point of view or yeah. the people of Gotham, you know, like... like not like yeah, How like, is Batman? Just who is this what is What yeah. is this Batman? Is he real? What is yeah. it? You know, like, what's the deal? Like, we we no know as much as them. About. They just want to know if he's actually really there. With, um, with Michael Keaton, though, yeah. you know, like, people, people did not like the fact that this man was being cast as... Really? Yeah, back in the, back in the day... 
you know how like say what's the like Heath Ledger for instance when he was cast as the Joker in or Robin Pattinson getting cast who, as Batman yeah it could possibly be Batman at this point in time that's still not confirmed but okay. <laughs> anyway yep 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 um, if you're listening to this in the year 2022 and Robin Pattinson is the best Batman uh, hit us up on whatever social media we got <laughs> and be like uh-huh, you guys are wrong <laughs> no he could be he could be fine but that, we're not here to talk about that <laughs> um, but it, it is just like that though it's people took his work say Michael Keaton they know him from Mr. Mum you know like yeah. family comedy you know he, he did do he did do Beetlejuice but I mean, that was still fairly recent to this film, and you have people going, "This isn't Batman." You know, Batman is is taller and he's yeah. he's buffer and you know he's grittier and yeah. But then you get Mark Keaton, and he I think he put in a performance that he's likable as Bruce Wayne, mm. and then when when he's in the bat suit, yeah. I think he just becomes something completely different. Yeah, which I think is amazing. Like. He's the he's the one he's the first one who, who goes he delivers the I'm Batman he, and he's not doing a he's not doing a stupid Christian I'm Bale Batman. I'm Batman he yeah. he just says straight from I'm Batman like yeah. just serious serious Keaton and it's a very very nuanced role when when he's playing Bruce as well he's just yeah you see he's like a little quirky and there's little things little mm. edges to him that you don't not but quite he's sure definitely about he's definitely psychotic like he's you want to get nuts moment <laughs> well can I just say as well by the way you want to get I'm nuts. <laughs> um, let's get nuts let's get nuts um, he kills people by the way he so does. he doesn't have an honour code I just wanted to point that out people die again to, to his hand to reference like you know the modern movies where you know Batman versus Superman where everyone was like oh Batman's killing people outrageous what's it yeah. it's like so he does mate he was doing that in 1989 yeah <laughs> so uh, yeah but I was very surprised because I've I'm pretty much you know I've seen the other Batman like he genu- generally doesn't in the Schumachers and he definitely doesn't in the... It's a character point in Nolan's. Here's a question so. for you. Would you... Obviously, coming into this, and you're obviously realising, oh, I'm only watching this for the first time. Did you think, you know, like, oh, the superheroes killing, you know, they're happening in the modern the modern films and people are getting upset. Did you think that this would be more in line with, you know, the the Superman movie? Mm. Oh, I think so, yeah. Definitely. Something like, you know, like, sort definitely. of... Yeah. Batman, but still, you know, family-friendly. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, look, I don't know enough about the comic properties anyway to actually fig- to have an accurate call on what it should be. Yeah, you're, the, you're a movie I've, guy. Like, yeah, and I've got a funny feeling it's evolved over time anyway. So, um, all right, let's move on to one of the people that the Batman does kill. Just this huh. minor character. This guy doesn't mean anything. His name's <laughs> Jack Napier, who is the Joker. He's played by Jack Nicholson. He, he is brilliant oh, there's a lot of jacks in this movie i'm just there's, there's a lot of jacks couple of jacks there's a couple of jacks um so yeah i mean you just have to point out i think we said it at the top he steals every pretty much he steals the show pretty much the whole time and it's awesome he is and so charismatic he's a sociopath he's just got an amazing smile and <laughs> smile the laugh mm. the laughing um i mean what's there to say i think i mean for the longest time even when we we got Heath Ledger's portrayal, you know, a lot of people were saying, you know, like, oh, Jack Nicholson's Joker, you mm-hmm. know, will be the best Joker. You can't replace him. And then we did get Heath Ledger's one, and it was so different mm-hmm. and such its own thing, and and but also amazing as well. And some people would say, you know, like now that's the best one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't talk about Jared Leto, uh, but then you know, if people, we got if, people if people go to the the animated series, you know, like Mark Hamill, they say, well. You know, that's the best Joker that we're ever going to get. But, you know, I think they all stand on their own rights. And for good reason, Jack Nicholson's is up there as well. Have you you seen Hamill in um, Star Wars? Sorry, the Arrowverse. Um, As the trickster? The trickster, yes. Because it's very much a Joker-esque I just a goofy, crazy character. Yeah. yeah. But you get, like, little hints of what a a live-action Mark Hamill Joker would be. Just the way you kind oh, of just make it happen. Yeah. Just make it happen. Why oh, not? Eh? Yeah, we'll see how it goes. So anyway, uh, we got we actually get an origin story for um, the Joker, uh, which I did not expect. So when it was happening on screen, I I was like, oh my god, hang on! I did not realize that they were going to show you the transformation of the Joker. I thought he was going to be a bad guy that Batman finds out about and has to defeat. Not yeah. He starts off as a bad guy, but then transforms into the Joker. A lot of the times, and this is the comics mainly, as well as you know the where you would see the Joker in in other things, is that you don't know his origins. You don't know where he's come from. Yeah. You don't know how he really became the Joker. 
Um, this movie in itself has created, I guess, a an origin itself. Yeah. Um, and one that has sort of become Is it canon its, now. It's 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 kind of created its own canon. Mm. And obviously, this has existed for so long yeah. that you know the animated series could can adapt, or mm. an animated series, I should, should say, can adapt that origin and then incorporate it. Take the Gotham TV series, they did sort of the same thing in their own mm. way, but, yeah. you know, you had a character falling into, like, the bad chemicals mm. coming up and, you know, next time you see him, it's like, yeah. I'm the Joker! And mm. I'm laughing crazy and my hair's all green. Has a reveal when he takes his bandages off and you don't know, you still don't know, <laughs> well, okay, so me as a, a new newbie to the movie, right. a virgin, a Batman virgin, um, you don't know what his face looks like, and he might be all burnt or something like that. Because when his hand comes out of the he bat, just comes and he's, he's like, like all white, but he's it's like a clown. He's like wounded and stuff. Yeah. Um. So I thought it was going to be like an unveiling, like um, face off. You know, when he takes the rags off and it's just he wakes up from his coma and yeah. he's like got no face. I thought it was going to be gruesome, but it wasn't. He's just seeing his smile, but he laughs so hysterically, and he stumbles around and it's like mirror, mirror. Oh, it's it. so good. I, I loved his performance, and I would love to see. I wished that he reprised this role when he was like at that age, at that point. Like, I would have, would have loved to have seen this role. Well, like, thing, with the comics, I know you can't because he dies. Well, but the thing with the comics, it's like you know, no one really ever dies, and when they do die, they always somehow bring him back, or it was yeah. a, a fake out, or something. You know, or they just go to Arkham mm. Asylum because they, you know, they can't go to jail because they're just crazy, so they're insane. Yeah. They bring him back, they come back, they escape. This movie. Now in the coffin, you know, like, boom. Yeah, he hey, dead. He, he dead. And that, yeah. that shocked me because I was expecting a, a, um, a Nolan kind of conclusion to his character. Right. Like, like I said, not knowing this movie, I thought that he was just going to end up in Arkham. I didn't realise that Jack Nicholson's Joker actually died until he died. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, you bastard. Early days, done and So dusted. I'm watching this whole movie, watching this amazing performance, not knowing that he's going to die. I'm like, why have we not seen more of this character before? Also being... Being the Joker, you know, like, the Joker is... Well, I was going to say, is Batman's Joker. Um, but he is, you know, like, they are... A the antithesis of, of Batman. That's it. And I think what they do, interestingly here, is, you know, when they do give um, him his own, it's like, Batman is, in some way, responsible for him becoming mm. the Joker. And that obviously plays on their conflict throughout the movie. Yeah. So when it, comes yeah. to the, when it comes to the final ends, you know, like... You know, Batman isn't actually trying to kill him. Mm. He's actually he actually tries to save him at the end. Yeah, you know, like despite the fact that he's blowing up goons and mm. doing all sorts, you know, at the start of the movie, at the end of it, he he tries to save the Joker's yeah. life. But I can't remember what happens. The Joker's messing around with the, the ladder on the helicopter, and he yeah. you know, he ends up falling. And that's oh, he has the thing tied around his ankle. That's a yeah, he gets caught in there. Yeah, yeah. and ah. he's like yeah, yeah, terrible. All right, let's talk about some other characters. Um, Vicky Vale, played by Kim Bassinger. Fine. <laughs> she's, she's vanilla, I guess. She's like, vanilla. She's just no, she's not really. A, yeah, but she, look, she got. I think she got one of the. Um, she's not nominated, nominated for an award of some kind, but like, I didn't really. Wasn't really taken by her performance. It was just. She's just a love interest, really. Yeah, she's fine. Yeah, I mean, like she doesn't. She's not pivotal to anything, really, is she? Other no, than like, the Joker kidnapping. Like her. I said, like they use her character to sort of give the audience someone to sort of follow. Um, you know. We're discovering who Batman is through her eyes. Mm. Um, there is that sort of abrupt love interest between her and Bruce Wayne, which yeah. just sort of occurs from him looking at her and seeing her and being just becoming infatuated, and then yeah. it just goes Your from sociopath, there. Sociopath, Bruce. He's crazy. Crazy. Billionaire, crazy person. <laughs> Billionaire, um, crazy but yeah, I mean, like, and get nuts. Kim, Kim, Kim's performance. I, I, yeah, like I said, it didn't really. Like, yeah, she's there to act as us, basically, in learning about this character. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I would have. It's interesting because, like, but like going into Batman Returns, like, you almost would have expected her to come back. With these movies, for some reason, they you know they they just cycled out the female love interest, and yeah, I guess they wanted to focus on. I did actually. The Catwoman to, to be honest, character. I did go onto the wiki page for Returns. Expecting, like, I went after this, I was looking at going, so Kim Basinger is surely there, right? Nope. nope. They, I mean, they don't... Because Michelle Pfeiffer is the next... They, well, not love interest, but... Well, Selena Carl. Lead, yeah, lead, yeah. lead lady. Yeah, so I think there was a... Yeah. Enough. I mean, kind of it is, but yeah. They didn't, yeah. they didn't have enough room for two, 
I suppose. To lead. Yeah. But I mean, they do they do they send her off in this one? Does she no. say something about like um leaving Gotham? I'm out of here. Um, no, I don't think so. I think they mention it in returns. I think they say oh. something like, oh, like there was someone in my life, but it just didn't work or something like that. Right. Like a throwaway line. Yeah, probably. Cool. What do you reckon about Alex Knox? Alexander Knox. Look, playing for laughs. Comical character. Uh, comical character. I like him. He's not in the comics. Oh, so his original. So Knox is original. Okay, cool. Yeah. Also, by the way, Vicky Vale is meant to have red hair. She doesn't. Uh, that's okay. Little, little that's trivia. That's fine. Well, yeah. Um, she's she's a blonde in this because Kim Basinger is a blonde. Um, yeah. So Alex Knox played by Robert Wool. Cool. Yeah, no, he's pushing the agenda of you know like um, investigative journalist trying to f- trying to feed the information out. Yeah. Trying to. He's, con- he's passionate about his job. He also really wants to get into Vicky's pants. Like that's pretty much his main motivation. It seems. To be fair, it's for- Kim Basinger. Like yeah. you'd give it a crack. I'm just saying. Who was Kim Basinger married to? It was Alec Baldwin, wasn't it? At some point, I think, yeah. yeah. I don't know why I thought of that. Anyway. Um, <laughs> all right, well, look, I don't have anything else to say about Alex. Do you have anything else to say about Alex? No, he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. He serves a purpose. He's an <laughs> investigative journalist. journalist. He doesn't really get in any harm's way. <laughs> Wait, I, there's, you know, the the parade at the end, you know, like, he, he stands up. And oh, he just he, he he tries, takes a stand. What yeah, a legend. He tries to... Cool. Help out again. <laughs> Noxie, legend. Um, what about some other supporting characters? We've got the legendary Alfie. Al, Al, Alfie? Alfie. Alfred. Alfie Pennyworth. Alfred Pennyworth, who's played by Michael Go. Now, he reprises that role pretty much throughout all of these movies. He's like... Him and Gordon. He's like the Judy Dench of the Bond movie. Yeah, but, so everybody changes yeah, like, except him. We're rebooting this series, but we're bringing Judy Dench with us. Okay. She's too damn good. So, so yeah, when um, Schumacher... Took over as director, you know, like he recast everyone. He brought Michael Go as um, Alfred Pennyworth back. He also brought Pat Hingle yeah, as Pat Hingle Commissioner is Gordon. Gordon for the whole thing. Um, yeah. But Michael Go, you know, like he serves his purpose in this, you know, like he's uh, Bruce Butler. There's no, you know, like deep sort of interaction between the two of them. No. It's very much he's just there. You know, they don't play on any sort of storylines with, you know, their. You know, Father-son type relationship. Um, the, it is it's very butlery. That yeah. It's more mentory, if that makes sense. Yeah. Whereas the other properties, it turns into more of a advisory role. Yeah, Until that's it. Until you get it, to the point of Michael Caine where he's literally... There's no dialogue him. or scenes that address how Alfred feels about anything that's going on, about what Bruce is doing. Yeah. So, you know, like, it's, it's very much just staple sort of character. Mm. He's also foolish enough to just let Vicky Vale into the Batcave. Yeah, like yeah, make that call, Alfred. Why well, not? He said he does. He does want. He does want Mr. Wayne to uh, settle down, doesn't That's he? That's it. So bit early. Oh, look at you, matchmaker, matchmaker. Waiting a few years. Who else we got? We got uh, District Attorney Harvey Dent. Now, on my notes, you saw it. I said Dent is black. Dent is black. Played by Billy Dee Williams. I did not expect that. Only because I know the Tommy Lee Jones Dent, and I know the um yeah Aaron Eckhart Dent. So, it, so I did not realize that. that I mean, character was... in the comics, traditionally, Two Face is or Harvey Dent is. Is a white character. Okay. So even back in 1989, you know, like... A bit of diversity. If, if the internet was around and, and booming, people, there would have been outcry. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I love Billy Dee, though. Because um, we're talking Lando, aren't we? We're talking Lando. Lando. We're talking Lando. Although this Billy is Dee. 10 years later. Yeah, yeah but that's, yeah, well, that's okay. Yeah. Um, interestingly, with, the, with this actor... Um, obviously playing him, you know, like, he has a minor role in this film. You know, you see yeah. him a couple times, but, you know, there isn't the level of, you know, mm-hmm. Harvey Dent district attorney that we get, you know, like, yeah. from The Dark Knight. Yeah. Um, obviously, we don't get his transition into Two-Face, which we see, you know, in, in Batman Forever. Mm. But what his contract had said yeah. um, for him in this movie, and I, I don't believe he appears in Batman Returns either. No, he doesn't. Is that his contract was, it was like a... A play or pay sort of thing. So he was promised the role of Dead. of Two Face later oh, on. Right. So he would eventually play Two Face as a villain. Jeez, he would have been good. Um, but obviously, when Schumacher, you know, came in, uh-huh. um, Michael Keaton wasn't on board because he, you know, was sticking his Joel. Foot. You ruined everything. Um, Joel Schumacher wanted Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Um, and so they they ended up paying Billy Dee Williams out. Wow. To stick to the clause of the contract. It's an interesting tidbit. I didn't know that. Um, I would have... like Look, I enjoyed um, Tommy Lee's 
Tommy Lee Jones' performance. Like it's it, that was my first introduction to Two Face. Mm. But watching this, I'm like, I was watching. I'm like, oh, I know the character. It would have been great. And I'm doing it some research. Going, yeah. Did he ever appear? Nope. No, we didn't. There's not. always this. There's always this thought in the back of my head that it's like, you know, what would, what would a um, a Tim Burton's Batman three be like? You know, yeah. we get Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman back. We'll get mm. yeah, Billy D. Williams as Two Face. Yeah, interesting stuff. Yeah. All right, last one. Commissioner Gordon. Um, before we take a break, played by Pat Hingle. Pat Hingle is a regular throughout the Burton Schumacher yep. series as well. Not as serious as a Gary, um, a Gary Oldman, Gary Oldman, um, Gordon. I mean, he didn't really do much in this movie, to be honest. He does more later. He's my he like. Here's where I stand with this Commissioner Gordon. Um, he's goofy. I, again. It's hard because it's like you know, like watching Batman Forever and you know these movies first. It's it's all I knew of the Batman world, yeah. and so to me, it was like, oh, this is Commissioner Gordon. You know, like he's the commissioner. Yeah. Bombing sort of guy, but getting it done. Mm. You know, like, always there to just cheer on Batman. Yeah. You know, he brings in the signal, he does what he needs to do. But then it's like, when you actually go into the comics and you look at what this character is and how big a role Commissioner Gordon actually is in the larger sense of Batman. Yeah. Um, and you would see that, you know, in the Nolan trilogy. Um, Please. I mean... Takes that role in the Nolan The trilogy. TV series Gotham, you know, like, Commissioner Gordon is... The he's the lead character. Right? The lead character. Yeah. Like he yeah. has such a pivotal role in both how the the city of Gotham, you know, like is run, how the police yeah. department, you know, all the criminals that are going on, everything, the corruptness, um, and his interaction with Batman. You know, the iconic shots of Commissioner Gordon in that trench coat with his mustache, standing on the roof, you know, watching out for Batman. Yeah. You know, talking to him and stuff like that. Like that's your Commissioner Gordon. Where yeah. we get none of that here. No. We get none of that. In- you, do get, you do get a bat signal. I mean, yeah, which is great, but but even his delivery of, you know, he's like, oh, it's someone in the crowd, you know, like, how are we supposed to call him? And he's like, he gave us a signal, and he just whacks it. It's like, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Well, to be honest, it's like underwhelming. Yeah, he's instantly forgettable. All right, well, look, we've covered we've covered characters um, and plot. Let's let's take a bit of a break. What do you reckon? Sounds good. All right, we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. And we are the guys from Nut Film Stew. Do you like movie reviews and want to keep up to date with the latest in movie and TV news? Then Nut Film Stew is the podcast for you. Join us every two weeks for some good times, laughs and firm opinions on the things we love. That's right. There's a new podcast released every two weeks on iTunes and SoundCloud. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram as That Film Stew Podcast. That Film Stew Podcast. Listen, comment, follow, share. All right, we've, we've covered characters. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk some Burtonisms. Let's talk the tone of Burton. Burtonism. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So there's a tone of this movie. It's dark. It's dark. So if you, what have we not we, said? We, we, well, we covered a lot of it already. But just to reiterate, properties before this, if you're talking live action in for Batman, were bright and bright coloured and yeah. campy and more like you're coming off the comic book pages, mm-hmm. basically with power and yeah, all that going on. Unrealistic, you know. I guess you could say. Now, everyone knows Tim Burton by now. I'm assuming someone, everyone who's listening has seen a few Tim Burton movies. Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Um, Edward Scissorhands, yeah. Beetlejuice. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of the era we're talking about anyway. So, not, Oh, good not, Tim Burton, sorry. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, not <laughs> shitty Tim Burton like Alice and Alice in Wonderland and all that. But anyway. Um, oh, Dark Shadows. Dark Shadows. What a waste of everybody's time. I forgot about that. <laughs> waste of everybody's time. Yeah. That's crazy. I forgot how. Uh, yeah. But he did Batman. <laughs> but he did do Batman. Uh, but anyway, no. So he does have this awesome groovy gothic quality that he brings. This, It's weird. Like cyberpunk mm. weird stuff going on. Now, there, there's probably a lot of things that, you know, obviously had um, input in the design of like the bat costume. You yeah, know, it was new. It was black well, and dark. But James, I mean, he directed the movie. I'm sure he. No, had, but I mean, like, yeah. but fundamentally, like, there was only so much. I guess he could change. You know, yeah. like, he still wanted. I think audiences would have wanted, you know, the cape, the cowl, yeah, the bat logo on the chest, yeah. You know, like, essentially the, the big belt buckle. But I think with with Goth with Gotham with the city itself, oh. I think he went to town. I really do. With doing, you know, like. You know, the gargoyles. It reeks of Burton. The building designs and styles. Yeah. You know, like any any sort of long shot you get of the cityscape, yeah. it feels like 
yeah, Tim Burton designed that. Like yeah. he, or you know, he had a good say in, in what was happening there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just uh, how many times can I say those gothic tones that are in there? Yeah. With the, hmm. I'm just gonna repeat myself again. There, the gargoyles, the buildings. The he's also really well known, especially in that era of Burton for using like miniatures and stuff for all these sets. Like he's yeah. You know, so he's got lots of like long shots or um, you know, the, 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 everything. Those are the shots where you're kind of setting the scene. I can't remember the name of the, t- the title of it. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But all of those establishing shot- shots. Yeah. And they're, you know, quite like miniatures, but there's city. It's a cityscape with buildings and stuff. And you There can- are a few, like, a few, like, special effects shots of, you know, let's say the, you know, the Batwing sort of flying up, like, up a building. Yeah. And it's like, you can tell it's, you know, it's like a miniature model blended with maybe like a... F- <laughs> Photo, yeah, yeah, not some, not CGI, but you know, like photo imprint on. I don't know what they're called. Uh, I, I reckon if you're just talking special effects, like generally, the cameraman must have like five layers of theater gel on the camera <laughs> screen or something. Everything's just so gloomy and filtered. It's like that filtered dirty light. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's coming through. Yeah, it's it's really. I mean, everything is dark. Like, there's. Do we see daytime at? I mean, we you do. I mean, we do. There's some shots. You know, like um, outside, like town hall yeah. or city hall or whatever it is, where it's daytime. But mm. even then, it's pretty gloomy. Mm. And whatever lighting it's is gray. coming through, yeah. yeah, you've got the backdrops of the building with the greyness and the yeah. So it's dull. So you get those dull colours. And I think, as you mentioned, you know, like, like that grainy sort of lensing, and yeah. it just gives it like this dull gritty feel to it's the whole miserable thing. it's yeah. a miserable place to live no wonder everyone's so angry and corrupt yeah yeah or sociopathic <laughs> that's like, it's really terrible no wonder Vicky Vale left she was yeah, like I can't well, deal with this why would you, why would you so stay grim. um visual effects all that kind of jazz you can tell a few things dated most older properties have but I was impressed by the amount of like just practical elements there so with the final fight scene like so you have a miniature big bell tower mm-hmm and then they're all walking up the steps, but as they're fighting, like they're going through walls and stuff, and it's just, yeah, it just looks it's, cool. It's like, yeah, there's some fun, yeah. like, yeah, practical moment yeah. um, for the time. The bell falling down, <laughs> yeah, is fun. yeah. Like watching it, like, and appreciating it for the time for 1989. Um, there are some visuals here that you know work quite well. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, retrospectively, if you're looking at looking at it 30 years later, and it's like, you know, some things do look a bit yeah. crummy. Um, like I, I mentioned, you know, like the when you do see, you know, like the the miniature models being used, yeah. sometimes you know they don't look perfect. It, it, you can because you can tell mm. that's what it is. Uh, some of the action scenes they are pretty simplistic. They're yeah. very ground level. Like there's not too much craziness going on. Yeah. But I mean, maybe that was a style choice, or maybe that was just. I don't forget it. Like won, really... it won the Academy Award for art direction, remember? Oh, so, true. So it probably was a style <laughs> choice, <laughs> or maybe. <laughs> Maybe Michael Keaton's outfit was just so damn tight that he was like, this is the best I can do. Yeah, this is it. I can't do anything. I, I can't to... bend my head. I ha- I Don't mess to... with me. I have to shuffle. Just let me shuffle. <laughs> shuffle. Um, if we're going to talk special effects and scenes and stuff, do you have any standouts? Or just scenes? Do you just want to talk scenes instead of just special effects? What's your favourite scene? I've got one. Although it's a two. I've got it's two. Funny, like, I'm thinking of all these scenes from Batman Returns. And I'm like, no, that's not that movie. That's not that movie. <laughs> okay, so mine, you may not have chosen, chosen this one yourself. It's the museum scene. Or no, the gallery scene. Oh, with the, yeah. So they come the in. the Prince music. And and you the... Don't, yeah, the Prince music. But they're, it's just funky and cool. So, you know, they walk through with the boom box on shoulder. And then they go to town vandalizing artwork. It's just like the callousness of it. It's like, I don't give a shit. I'm just going to do this. I'm going to spray paint a yeah. beautiful painting. I'm going to do that. And it's it's like, it also, it almost feels like Burton himself giving like the finger to like modern art or, or like, contemporary. Yeah. What is traditionally yeah. seen What's as traditional good art. art. Yeah. There is that going, one moment though where um uh, where Joker says, you know, like, oh, not this one. Kind of like it. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. But everything else is like knocking <laughs> over statues and stuff. And then he and um, Vicky opens the box and it's like because she's at the museum to meet somebody, and it says put this on, and then they start gassing everybody and she's like oh shit and she has to sit there while everybody else is dying, and it's only when the smoke clears when they come through. It's just a really cool scene. Though. But then to top that scene off, you get an awesome shot of Batman tearing through the glass yeah. ceiling and just 
appearing, appearing as Batman does. Oh, he's just a legend. Yeah, like those kind of moments are really cool. Whenever the bat, uh, whenever the Batmobile's being used, whether they're shots from inside or you see it from the outside, it's mm. like, yeah, it's mm. cool and it's a nice Batmobile. Um, it gets the uh, the armor that goes. That's pretty cool. The the whole parade scene with Joe Connie's parade and like all the money. I really, around, like, I really it's like big, it's a spectacle. I like the theme there if you really want to go into it. It is really just pointing out that everyone's motivated by greed and money and they're like they don't care. Like you've got a vicious criminal is sitting on a float. Mm. I mean it obviously is not realistic, that would not happen. But in this in Gotham, that's how twisted and you know corrupt Gotham is, is they're all provided he's given them money, they're all out there laughing and having a lovely time. Even when he's trying to kill them. They're still there. Mm. They don't run. They play, they kind of panic a little bit, but <laughs> but they're still kind of around. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, but anyway, standouts. So mine would be the the museum scene, followed closely by the unveiling scene of his new face. Yeah, like just the way he laughs and he loses his. Do you mind. know what? most? There aren't uh, there aren't so a hard. huge amount of like action scenes, but like standout scenes. Any, like anything with all, anyway. anything with like with Jack Nicholson on screen, yeah. even if it's just him talking, if it's him talking to like you know a room full of people, mm. and then you know like electrocuting them with a buzzer in his hand, and then you know like laughing <laughs> maniacally, or or just telling you know his mistress that you know like she's when she tell, compliments him and he's like I didn't ask you know like it's just. Yeah. It just sucks you in and you go, damn. <laughs> How is he when he's laughing in the face of the corpse that he's just electrocuted? Yeah, yeah. He's like joking with him. He's talking to him kind of thing. Yeah, like... So, <laughs> that's crazy. It is... No, but he's a scene stealer. He's, he chews yeah. it all up. Chews up the screen. Absolutely. Um, oh, I don't like the, what the, the... When the news reporters are trying to report on the... You know, on, on the toxic chemicals and the cosmetics oh, yeah. and they just start laugh. I don't know I don't know why yeah. <laughs> it's just coming to mind I enjoyed that for some reason and then she dies and she's got a massive grin on her face and then the next time you it's see the news, the news people is they're not wearing makeup they're, 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 they're yeah. they should just be glad they're in standard definition still yeah. I oh. imagine that on the blu-ray alright let's one more thing before we have our awesome quiz that we always like doing score and it has to be said because this is one of those ones. So Danny Elfman theme, everyone knows Danny Elfman. This is one of those movie themes that you can recognise in any context. You do not need to be watching this movie to recognise this movie. I honestly, to recognise the theme. I honestly can't believe we've gotten this far as the episode without even mentioning the score. Oh, it's because I mean it's there because I, it's on the freaking. I just feel like it's a th- like it just would have come up. <laughs> very sure. But how amazing is it? It's on my Spotify playlist. It has been for years. It's a, like, yeah. So there's the thing. I if, didn't even know it was attached to this freaking movie. You know what I mean? No, but you'd know it from Batman Returns. So. Yeah. Um, Jeez, but no, it's one of those things. If we were out and about and you were like, quick, write down 10 iconic movie themes, this would be on that list for sure. Yeah, definitely. Like Batman. Jurassic <laughs> would be, Batman would be, Star Wars would be, you know, those kind of things. Mm. Um, yeah, besides like Williams and Zimmer, like Elfman's the next guy. I walked down. I don't know. I walked down. My wife walked down the um, the aisle to Edward Scissorhands. Ah, no. because oh, yeah, Elfman. Elfman's a legend. Yeah, it wasn't because it was Elfman. It's because it was quite a beautiful song. But anyway, if I was to pick an Elfman thing to walk down to, Spider Man for sure. You reckon? Yeah. Well, for me, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Okay, okay, okay. Accept that. Accept that. It'd be like hell dramatic that the bride's coming towards you, and it's just like. Because <laughs> you're not nervous enough in those moments. <laughs> yeah, so like it's ramp up. It's only she swings at you. Like, what? <laughs> oh gosh, that's funny. Oh. All right, so I mean, we don't have anything else. to I say like all we theme. can say is it's brilliant. I cannot say that. If you haven't heard it, it, just just Spotify it. If you haven't heard, you've heard just it. Do, do yourself a favor. Go listen to it. But no, if you compare it to the if you compare it to other Batman themes and music, and we've got heaps. You know, not just in the movies, but we've got you know. Oh, Zimmer does good stuff. You've got TV shows, you've got animated shows. Did, you Zimmer, know, did Zimmer use any of it in any of the Nolans? I don't think he did. Not in the Nolans. Um, it did creep into um, um, Justice League. Yeah. There Only. was a hint of it. <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. For some reason, just because that movie's a mess. But yeah, no, it's, it's there. <laughs> it's like the I best thing know. about I'm, that movie I'm is I'm the Elfman sneaking in there. But nah, anyway. but it's it's not good because it's, it's it doesn't context. Fit. It's the same with the John Williams Superman 
Squall sort of creeping mm. in there. It's like, what? Why? Do you feel the same about the Spider-Man, Spider-Man theme? Did you say Pop- Spider-Man? Spider-Man. <laughs> Plural, if you watch. Mr. Um, Spider-Man. <laughs> the Spider-Man theme appearing like in in Marvel now because it's like, it's on the trailer. Oh, but that's different. That's the that's Giacchino doing the Spider-Man from like the '60s cartoon, which yeah. is that iconic. So you know, he's not taking Danny Elfman's Spider-Man movie score or. Yeah. Or James Horner from Amazing Spider-Man or anything like that is. Yeah, right. So that's. I like it'd be like if, if they made a Batman movie now and then you know did the na 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 Batman in something oh, creative. God. Yeah. But if they did something creative with it, like a bit different because it's not. Just a, turned it into some trap. Music I challenge or someone like step or something. I challenge someone like Zimmer or like a Michael Giacchino to take na 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 Batman and make it something epic. If it's gonna happen, it's like, gonna happen with Robert Pattinson. Like, no, 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 no. no, I just can't do it. It's just crazy. It's too ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, very good. Dun, dun. Right. <laughs> I think we covered enough score. Uh, let's let's do the thing that everybody's been waiting an hour to listen to. I'm sure they're holding out for it. Oh, yeah, well, I'm sure they are indeed. Um, so we're going to do our, our quiz break. Our, um, our 10 questions in 60 seconds. I'm quizzing you. So I've yeah, got questions here. Yeah, you got your questions ready to rock and roll. Um, we've got Mike on the buzzer as usual. Um, I think we're ready to rock and roll. Are you ready to rock and roll? Mm-hmm. Please be gentle. I've only seen this movie once. All right, ready to go. Yep. How many cases of champagne does Bruce Wayne suggest they open? A uh, hundred. Incorrect. What is the name of Jack Napier's mistress? Oh shit! No idea. What is the name of the plant where Jack Napier falls into the chemicals? Oh. No. Uh, <laughs> How much does Vicky Vale say she weighs? 80 pounds. Incorrect. No, 100, what is 120, the, isn't it? Incorrect. What is the Joker's deadly chemical called? Um, no, I don't have that either. Oh my god, you've what got number me. You've does, got me. What number does Joker's float have on it? What number does it have on it? Yep. Uh, 23. Incorrect. What does Knox try and stop Joker's goons with? An umbrella. Incorrect. Not a penguin. <laughs> How does Joker block the entrance to the cathedral? I can't remember. Incorrect. What colour is Joker's <laughs> helicopter? White. Incorrect. <laughs> and finally, have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? No, I have not. Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. That's done. This is the first time ever. <laughs> and I knew it was going to happen. It's a flunk. It's zero. I've got nothing. Just to prove you were meant to say yes to that final question. <laughs> but I haven't. I haven't danced with the freaking no, devil. No, but the correct answer is yes. You're not very nice. I've yes, actually yeah. been... We're, we're recording another episode soon, <laughs> and I've actually been so much more gentle. I'm going to fuck you up I really time. No, I really struggled with questions. Give I me think. answers. I want to know the answers to all of your questions. Oh, man. So this is going to take a while. Um, so how many cases of champagne does Bruce Wayne suggest they open? Six. Six? Six? He says it like four times. <laughs> I was going to say six, but anyway, yeah. Um, the mistress's name is Alicia. Right. Axis Chemicals is where... Axis, yeah. I, I know that. That's because it's like Nazis. Anyway, yeah, come. <laughs> like Axis, yeah. In other, in other Batman lore, it would be Ace Chemicals or something like that. But um, Axis, oh, I thought, was very interesting. Acme. No. no, that's Looney Tunes. That's something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Vicky says she weighs about 108. 108. And then, but then uh, she, he Batman's goes, like, lied. 108. Um, Joker's deadly chemical is called Smilex. Oh, gosh. Um, Joker's float has the big numbers. It's right in the middle of the float. 200. Yeah, right. Cool. I, um, to- I totally call that, too. Yeah. Knox tries and stops Joker's goons with a baseball bat. Ah, right. Out, it's cool. cool. Um, I thought it was an umbrella to his car. <laughs> it's something out of his car. Um, Joker blocks the entrance of the cathedral with the big bell. Oh, because it falls down. Yeah. 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 Um, well, he doesn't do that. That's gravity that does that, by the way. But yeah, yeah anyway, <laughs> no, cool. that's fair. No, he, but he intends to block it. Um, and this one, I'm pretty sure you could have just taken a stab at it. Um, the colour of Joker's helicopter is green. Because oh, he's oh, the Joker. Shit. <laughs> All right, well, guess what? Ladies and gentlemen, that was our first ever, <laughs> ever flunking of zero questions correct. Mike's laughing. Jason's embarrassed. It's all I'm good. I'm not embarrassed. That's right. I am, though. Are you embarrassed? No, it's fine. I've only seen the bloody movie once. All right, let's move on. Let's do our rating. Jason, go first. Make a snappy. Um, all right. So, in a nutshell, I think the every time I watch this movie, I like it a little bit less. Oh. Yeah. There's, there's good elements to it. There's some uh, creative decisions that, mm. this, that this movie... 
makes, and I think they work for the movie. As a Batman movie, um, in terms of what I know of the character, the lore, the mythos, mm. um, and I guess not something you should do, but when you do compare them to what does come later, you look at it and it's like, you know, it's it's a pretty bland Batman movie, you know, like there's there's good style to it, there's good performances, yeah. like um, Jack Nicholson, Michael Keaton, like yeah. fantastic. Um, there's underused characters though in Dent, Commissioner Gordon, yeah. Alfred, Vicky Vale. Yeah. Um, really, it's it's the Batman and Joker show. Yeah, for sure. Possibly um, the Joker show. <laughs> possibly. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, like the movie focuses maybe a little bit too much on the Joker and you know, like the mob and those sorts of criminals. Yeah. And it's like you're watching it, and you're just like, you know, where's the superhero in this movie? Where's where's the superhero elements and stuff like that? And you you know, you get you get a man in a cape and a mm-hmm. and an outfit, you know, like running around. But yeah, this it's something you're just watching it, and it's like there's more that could be happening. There's more mm-hmm. subtext that could be explored. There's more characters and you know relationships and stuff that could be worked on and developed. Um, and they don't even really use the sequels to do that as well so we can't even look at the franchise and say oh you know but we do get there yeah um but so to me like yeah this is a pretty bland batman movie although it is is littered with elements that i do really enjoy so it, it's a weird one yeah um but not at all a bad movie just not a great one yeah cool 3.5 out of 5 3.5 that's fair question by the way did you notice that there was a lot of berets in this movie they all wear them joker wears them Oh, well. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I thought I was going to get a question. I think there's actually five, at least five moments in the movie where someone's wearing a beret. Maybe I could have made that a question. <laughs> you could have bloody made that a question. Who does not wear it. a beret? Um, also, Batman sleeps upside down, which is weird. Was he actually sleeping? I thought he was just working out, like a bat. He's just hanging there. Yeah, and I think he was just working out because uh, that would be really weird. Well, it's not possible. But anyway, okay, my rating, <laughs> my rating. So, seen this movie the for the first go, time. Totally impressed with Jack Nicholson. Kind of impressed with Michael Keaton. Yeah, okay with everybody else. Yeah, they're fine. Now, the movie is great. I am cursed with looking at it through the lens of today because it is my only viewing of it. So I'm putting it against the only thing I know, which is Nolan and a little bit of what I can remember from Schumacher. Not much. <laughs> so <laughs> there's no Jim Carrey, damn it. Um, but uh, it, it's okay. It's. Does it hold up? Well, it's got its own context. It probably, I would say, it would hold up far more against, say, something like the Adam West stuff. It's so different. Sure. But as into a new viewer. So I think Adam West stuff, even though it was received well in the time, it wouldn't stand up now. It was just too campy. Like too, if, too much. If this was the only Batman movie that we ever got, yeah. and then nothing else after, yeah, mate, I'd say, oh, wow, amazing, fantastic. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, there is a lot of competition. I really enjoyed it, though. I thought um, Burton's Gotham City was its own character. I really liked that. So, I... And, and overall, with the performances, like, they were fine. I I would be silly, though, to go over a three. So. Oh, wow. I thought you were, I was like, oh, you might creep up above me. I was thinking about it, but no, no, about a three. It's about a middle. Like, I liked it. I wish I'd seen it earlier. <laughs> Nich- Nicholson holds it, like, the whole time. I wish... Like I said, I wish there was a... wish the... Bugger didn't die, and I wish there was another movie that we could we could consume with Nicholson. In Can the you imagine Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson back for a Batman's for for three. retirees? Yeah, Batman. like real old. The Joker survives somehow. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Bring it on. Cool. So anyway, look, that was um, that was every one to nineteen eighty nine. That was Tim Burton's Batman. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, of Rewind and Review. As always, we'll remind you that any feedback, either positive or negative, or any Rewind requests can be sent to us via email at thatfilmsupodcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. Um, or you could reach um, out to us on either That Films Due or Rewind and Review's Facebook pages. Like and follow these pages while you're at it. Subscribe and leave us a review on SoundCloud and iTunes as it does help others like yourself find the podcast. That's right. That Films True has launched their new website. Hurrah! Check it out. It is thatfilmstrewpodcast.com. Uh, we've got a couple of big shows coming up. What do we uh, have, Jason? In the family. Um, that Film Stew. What are we doing? I think we're doing a review of Dark Brightburn Fan. and... We're doing Brightburn. We're doing Brightburn Woo! and we're doing Dark Phoenix. Is that next? It's got to be coming. It's coming soon. 
Oh, well, next episode you hear from us. No, Aladdin. Probably. We're doing Aladdin. <laughs> You're reviewing Aladdin as yeah, well. Yeah, Brightburn and no, Aladdin. Doing them all. Um, it sounds like comics um, are doing. I think Deadly Class is next. I could be wrong. Supergirl. No, they're doing a Supergirl. Thing. Right. Maybe I should have written these down and confirmed, but that's I'm pretty right. sure. I'm pretty sure that's. Do you see the wrong? highlight on the notes, Jason? <laughs> I did. Um, <laughs> what does it say? It says to insert promos. Yeah. Um, and if you're wondering what our next episode of Rewind and Review episode will be, that I know yeah. um, we will be celebrating the almost 20th year anniversary. So it's 19, the 19th anniversary of Brian Singer's X Men. Yep. Um, in line with the release of the upcoming X-Men Dark Phoenix. So keep an eye and an ear out for that. Absolutely. Thank you all for listening. This has been another episode of Rewind and Review. See you on our next trip. Please rewind this cassette before returning it to your video library.